0: guys welcome back to a much anticipated new episode of self-help me podcast we are on episode number three and i'm very happy that i've continued with this podcast seem to be consistent so far so i'm pumped about that my voice sorry my voice sounds kind of hoarse (laughs) i don't know why um but on to today's episode it is going to be a loaded one, so, see, I'm looking at my notes. Okay, we are going to start by talking off about what I've been up to lately. Jesus, there's a freaking, what is that? Not a mosquito, that's a moth. I'm staring at a moth on my ceiling right now. How are they getting in? <laughs> anyway, um, always have a freaking bug problem. Let's start off there. Okay, so I just killed a daddy long leg the other day. That was kind of disturbing. Um, I don't think those little ant traps do anything, okay, because I've had them for, like, a week, and... No, definitely over a week, and there is still so many friggin' ants, and I'm not gonna wait months until this ant problem goes away, because I just watch them walk past the ant trap all day long, and I'm so sick of it. So I just bought some Raid and just sprayed into the crevices, and I'm seeing an improvement already, so don't buy the ant traps, they're bullshit. Can I say that? I think so. It's my podcast. I can say that. I can say whatever I want. That's very empowering. Okay, on to the next topic. So, I just got back from a trip to Invermere, and it was very nice, very relaxing, and I very much enjoyed it. I felt like it was a very healing, peaceful experience. There was a few nights where we did late night swims and just like stared at the stars and watched the moon rise and the sunset and it was beautiful. It was so peaceful and there was no one out there and it was so relaxing and every time I'm going to meditate, I'm going to picture that because it was just very peaceful very beautiful and when I was on my trip I was really trying to focus on just like letting myself be myself and just completely letting go of control and fear and stress in my life that's unnecessary because I know to my core that 95% of the things that I stress about never end up happening all the sleepless nights anxiety stress and panic attacks are not worth it over something that might happen and probably won't so I Let things just be what they are. Live in the moment a little bit more and try to stop stressing about stuff but then there's this like uncontrollable like intrusive thoughts that I have to just keep reminding myself are just intrusive thoughts and just label them as such so that they don't have power over you because every thought you have is not the truth and your conscious mind always thinks that it knows the best but what's truly controlling you is your subconscious mind so I'm really working on meditating regularly journaling often and just like being centered and mindful and grounded and having yourself in a good place because the better you are freaking cars driving by Jesus, um, but the, if you can really improve your subconscious mind, your life will literally start to change, and I'm currently working on getting back to that place, because I'm definitely going through a tough spot with my career, and I'm just at a, like, a little bit of crossroads right now, and I'm just trying to remind myself that life always works out in the end, and I'm gonna be okay, no matter what and when one door closes another door opens and this new chapter could be the best chapter of my life because I have no idea what's gonna happen so instead of making uncertain events sad and scary and awful make them something positive because it literally could be the best time of my life and the best things I'll ever experience in the near future and that's really exciting for me okay with that being said let's get started with our questions Okay first question is what did you eat for breakfast today? Okay for breakfast I had okay I had a bowl of granola and almond milk because I wasn't feeling like eggs. I usually have eggs and toast or eggs in a bagel but I just wasn't feeling that today and I had it's like the best granola it's so overpriced but it's like dark chocolate which is pretty healthy granola with dark chocolate chunks and little like deep but not deep fried not defrosted dehydrated raspberries and strawberries and oh my god guys it's so good i'm honestly probably gonna have one before i go to bed because i'm starving but that's what i have for breakfast and then i had a smoothie which i always put almond milk It's like a protein powder, but I forget what it's called. It's like chocolate flavored and it's really good. And then I put frozen fruit, specifically frozen cherries. So good in smoothies. Frozen bananas, spinach, and almond butter for more protein. And blend that up and that's like my little hour me up smoothie for the day. And it was delicious. And I just drank some water. But I mean, water's not food, but it is a drink. Keeps you alive. Okay, next question. What are some goals you currently have for yourself, short and long-term? Okay, I made a compiled list. So, short-term goals. Be mindful for 10 minutes every day, whether that be journaling, meditating, having a bath, going for a walk, I don't know. Anything that's mindful for 10 minutes. Um, read 10 pages every day, budget as much as possible, while allowing myself to splurge and treat myself every every so often. Um work through old trauma and raise my vibrational frequency and heal my subconscious mind which we kind of talked about briefly earlier and like healing and working through limiting beliefs around money and relationships and positive self-talk long-term goals own a house have rental properties investing in stocks have a business have kids travel a lot, live in europe fall in love get married and i've always had a dream of like living in italy and driving like an old-fashioned volkswagen beetle it's my dream ever since i was like 14 years old and i'm manifesting it it's my like longest manifesting goal that i've ever had and i know it's going to come true one day and i'm very excited for that moment um but i've got myself like a little vision board that i look at pretty often and it makes me very happy oh and to have a dog a little like golden doodle probably, or a golden retriever. I've always had like labs, like Labrador dogs, and they're great, but I really like golden retrievers or golden doodles. But I've got a little kitty cat, which you might've just heard, and she's very nice. So I'm very grateful for her. Um, okay, next question. What is your ideal reset day, and how often do you have one? I find having a reset day so important at least once a week. I try to do it on like my first day off of work because I usually get two days off. But on my first day off, I try to get it all kind of completed in one day and stuff just so that I have the next day to kind of just enjoy it and relax. But my reset day always entails like a workout early in the morning, getting groceries, then meal prepping and cleaning out my fridge for the week. So I will literally empty every shelf. I try to do this every week, but I'll empty every shelf. I'll throw out all the old stuff that's sitting in there. Um, And then, yeah, like, I'll plan my meals for the week, buy the groceries for it, and then, I'll, like, usually that day, I will meal prep everything, and that'll be, like, even breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. I try to organize it by shelf and stuff because, honestly, the more organized I am, the smoother my life goes, especially being a person with ADHD. And you can really implement um habits that like work for you and that you can be consistent with it is a game changer honest to god that is the biggest thing that has changed my life because i'm so bad at like cooking myself meals or eating enough or bring myself lunch for work so this has been amazing okay another thing i do on my reset day is deep clean. So like I'll clean the bathroom, the mirrors, sweep the floors, and like clean up any other spots on the floors. Um do my sheets, do my laundry, and then put it all away and stuff. This is also a lot for one day. So this sometimes like spills into set like different days. Like I don't think I can always get the laundry done in one day. So I'll get like all the laundry that I do that day, I try to put it all away because otherwise it'll sit and sit And sit and I'll just keep staring at this pile of clean laundry and start forgetting what was clean and what was dirty So just put it away. Okay, it takes five minutes. Just put it away. Um Another thing I do is have a bath take a nap go for a walk Meditate just like all the relaxing things So I try to get all the productive things done and then the rest of the day I try to just like relax have a nap take my time Meditate have my relaxing moment, but when I have my bath On my reset day, I will like wash my hair really good. I will deep condition my hair, leave it in for a bit, shave my whole body. Even though I have laser hair removal done, like I still have some hair in certain areas, like my legs and stuff. So I'll shave everywhere. Exfoliate my whole body do a face mask do my skincare routine and then everything feels so good You get out of the bath you put I put on baby oil on my body and I love it because it absorbs so quickly It doesn't leave you feeling sticky and the smell doesn't stay so you don't smell like a baby But my skin is so soft and I love it And I put it on like when my skin is still kind of damp and your skin just absorbs it so well And then I'll do my skincare and, yeah, like, that's kind of a reset day. Read a book. I try my best just to be really relaxed on my reset days, but also productive. Because um, it just, like, sets you up for the week and makes the entire week so much better. Because, honest to God, when I, like, used to be so self-destructive... I mean, I still have my moments. But when I used to be really self-destructive, I would, like, not do my dishes not clean my apartment everything would pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up until you are so overwhelmed you're like where do i even start you don't have food for the week every night you're cooking for yourself honest to god if you meal prep it does take a bit of time maybe like i don't know like two three hours maybe more with like cleaning and stuff but that saves so much time out of your week because you can meal prep a lot of food and that'd be good for like four or five days maybe more and instead of cooking every night after work and like wasting an hour or two every night after work, you're cutting your time by half at least. And then you have the night to literally come home after work, not cook. You already have food ready to go. And then you can do whatever you want for the rest of your night. It's literally amazing. Love that. Okay, next question How do you know if you are in love? This is such a hard question. I don't know if I'm gonna do it justice. Okay. I feel like the cliche answer is that you just know you're in love when you are. And that's not true, okay? I feel like some people may have that experience, but most of the time, I feel like people constantly question if they love that person, if they're with them for the right reason. (sighs) There is some crackheads screaming outside my apartment. This is why I need to get out of downtown. Okay, anyway, but it's so distracting. (laughs) I don't know how to focus right now. Okay, no, but I feel like a lot of people just assume that when you meet the right person that you'll just know that's the person that you will be with for the rest of your life and that you love them. Or that, like, once you're dating them you'll just know when you love them. And I feel like there's no exact moment I feel like that I've ever had that I've been like, I love this person. I feel like it's just, like, accumulation of many things and many factors that make you love a person. But then it's so easy to question if you truly do love that person because I feel like so many people are terrified of love and terrified of falling in love because of the potential risk of it not working out and that's my problem so I'm a huge overthinker it's definitely my biggest downfall when it comes to dating is being an overthinker but Um, I guess just make sure you're in a relationship for the right reasons weigh the pros and cons of the relationship Make sure that like you are like in this and you're like willing to compromise on the little things Because Everyone's got their things that are annoying You know what I mean like even if you think they're perfect right now There will be things that you're like that's annoying or that's weird and you either have to like love it or hate it Like you can either accept it and be like and move on from it and be there for them and just be like That's just something that annoys me, but I'll deal with it, you know or you can leave and find someone else that doesn't annoy you <laughs> I feel like there's some people that you have really good connections with and then you realize oh That's just not what I thought it was gonna be like and then you question over and over Do I love this person? Do I love this person? And there's really no other person that can answer it but yourself and that's what makes it so hard That's what makes dating so hard is no one can give you the real answer Like you have to figure that out on your own like people can give you little guiders and stuff but In the end it's kind of up to you to figure it out i feel like that's awful advice to be honest though like i've been in love i'd say twice in my life and i just know that i loved that person because the second that they left I miss them I wanted to be with them all the time and I thought about them all the time and you just feel this warmth almost all the time inside of you and this like excitement and joy and you feel like they push you to be a better person they support you to be a better person and to do the things that you're a little too afraid to do they enhance your happiness and add to your life because I feel like so many people get into relationships thinking that it will fix them or fill a void that will never be filled or fixed by someone else it truly has to be fixed by you before you can find somebody and it work out that's just how I believe it I mean there's a million different circumstances so you know There could be situations that could work out and you're still a work in progress. But if you're scared of being alone or trying to fill a void, a relationship is not the fix. And it often will leave you more lonely because you realize that they can't even fix whatever you're trying to fix, even though you're not broken and there's nothing that needs to be fixed. You just have to find your own happiness and your own sense of peace before someone else can add to that into your life. And that's what I'm trying to do and i'm still in my 20s like i'm still super young i have so much time and i just truly want to like be myself and figure me out before i get into anything too serious because i have my whole life to worry about relationships and dating and honestly dating is exhausting and it shouldn't be a task and if it's not fun i don't want to do it and i don't have to and i allow myself to just literally do nothing like literally not go on dates There's no pressure, there's no timeline, there's no rush, and things will happen when they're supposed to, and I'm okay with that. On to the next question. Oh my god, it's getting so late, it's literally like almost 11.30 at night. Need to get to bed, but I honestly just want to get this done, because I had been putting this podcast off for a while. Which segments into our next question? Procrastination. Our question goes, how to stay motivated, and how to stop procrastinating and stay active. Okay. I've read a lot of books, and I've watched a lot of TED Talks about this because this is probably my biggest problem in life. It's something I still struggle with every day, but struggle to... No, I don't struggle. I try to overcome every day. It's something you have to practice. So, procrastinating is a habit, and it is a form of stress relief. I have watched this from Mel Robbins' TED Talk, I believe, and it's very helpful. So, I would go ahead and watch it. Basically, this is what I've learned from her, and this is what I've put in place in my life, that you are not a pres- procrastinator. It is a habit, and it is a form of stru- stress relief, and it, the only way to break that habit is figure out what your trigger is, what triggers it, what do you need to do to avoid that trigger, and what can you do to relieve it. So, um, the five four three two one method I've been using for a few years, actually, and... I used to do it consistently, like I used to be hardcore, like I would wake up at 5 every single morning, like without a doubt, every single morning, even in the winter, even when I didn't want to get out of bed, I would get out of bed at 5am, do the five four three two one one method. So basically, you're just like, when you notice that you're procrastinating, or you notice that you are stuck in a, a cycle, like on TikTok, on a cycle, you, ha- you can't get to yourself to do that thing that you need to do you've noticed it you've realized you're stuck in it literally put your phone down put whatever you're whatever you're doing procrastinating put it down and go five four three two one get up or do whatever you need to do to start your next task that you're procrastinating against and it does work because it it forces you out of bed it forces you to start that task and then tell yourself you're only going to do it for five minutes for example I'm just going to get up right now and I'm just going to go to the gym for about five minutes. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill for five minutes. I'm never going to just walk on the treadmill for five minutes and then drive home. I know that once I'm at the gym, I'll do a workout. But it's forcing yourself and tricking your mind to get there. And then you'll be hyper-focused on working out for the next hour or hyper-focused on doing your homework for the next hour or doing your work or doing that project you've been putting off and then two hours later and you're done. And you're like, wow, that was easy and feels amazing to be done. Think of the goal in mind also, that's pretty motivating. And just think about how good you'll feel once you get it over with. Because if you put something off, for days and days and days it's so much worse putting it off than actually doing it because you're just building it up in your head that it's like this big awful task you have to like make it like a little fairy tale for yourself pretend like it is gonna be so exciting and so fun i hate doing my budgeting i hate (laughs) checking my bank balances and like going through the week and putting it into my google slides Um, or not Google Slides, Google Template or whatever it is. But I will put on some nice music and I will force myself to do it. And I will, you know, tell myself that it'll be kind of fun. That by the end of it, I can do something fun. I can watch Grey's Anatomy, I can watch Friends, I can do whatever. And give myself a little reward for getting it over with. Because it honestly is so much better just to get it over with than to keep putting it off. Because it just feels like you're letting yourself down. And if it's like a new habit you're trying to incorporate in your life and you keep breaking that promise to yourself, the more you're just like feeling self-doubt and pressure and perfection on yourself. A lot of times procrastinating happens because you are scared you're going to fail before you even start. I always say E-minus work makes the world go around. I'm not striving for A plus every time I do anything because I know it's not realistic and it'll never be realistic and I'd rather get it done and try my best with the circumstances available than to overdo it and get an A plus every time and then burn myself out every time. So take the pressure off a little bit, you're not going to fail, and you're going to do amazing. For me, I've been putting this podcast off for a few nights. I could have done it the last two nights after work, but I just didn't because I was procrastinating. I was watching TV and I knew I should have just been doing my podcast, but I wasn't in the right headspace and I wanted to give myself that time to be able to get in the right headspace that I could do this and I could share stories and talk and give advice in a good place. But... I could have gotten it done, and I didn't because I was avoiding it because I'm like, what if I can't do it? What if it's not good enough? What if people don't like it? And then I'm like, who cares? Like, as long as it makes me happy and as long as it brings me joy, that's all that matters to me. And I really am enjoying doing this. I find it like a really therapeutic little hobby for me. And... I'm just excited about, like, putting out new stuff every week and people listening and sharing their favorite parts about it or their favorite episodes or favorite topics. And I just love listening to podcasts in general, so having my own is just so exciting. And I'm just really proud of myself. I'm just going to say that because I am. So I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. We were talking about procrastinating. But, yeah, I just think at the procrastination by... Doing the five, four, three, two, one method, having a goal in mind, and telling yourself that you'll just do five minutes. Every time I'd procrastinate on doing my homework, I felt awful. And then when I'd finally get my homework started, I would do, I would tell myself I would do five minutes, and then I'd end up doing like three hours, and then I would take a break, and then I would do another three hours, and I would take a break. And you feel like a rock star. It truly builds your confidence when you are keeping promises to yourself. And following through with what you know that you need to do and get done and you'll feel so much better so I just try to tell myself that this will feel really good when it's over with just get it over with and then you can relax do whatever you want to do but just get it over with and then you'll stop stressing like just get the stress over with and it won't even be that bad So that's what I would say about procrastinating okay next question how can I have a better body image I'm so up and down about how I feel about myself this is a great question and I feel like a lot of people can relate especially in this day and age society puts so much pressure on us especially as women to look a certain way to carry ourselves a certain way and to act a certain way and for me, my body image has definitely changed over the years. When I was a kid, I was definitely underweight because I just couldn't gain weight. Like, I ate lots, but, like, I just, my metabolism was fast. And I was just a skinny kid. Like, I just couldn't gain weight. I was just, I grew really fast. I was tall and skinny. Nothing fit me. Um, I have alopecia, so when I was a kid, I had a lot of bald spots all over my head. And my teeth were kind of weird. Like, I had, like, two sets of teeth growing in at the same time. Like, I had my front teeth, like, my adult teeth growing in behind my, I don't know, my baby teeth. And it looked kind of weird. I just, like, I feel like I was a cute kid, but, like, there's just, like, faces that you go through and you're, like, it's not good. But being underweight definitely affected my body image because I felt like something was wrong with me. And I felt like people were mad at me for the way that I look kind of. Not mad at me, but I just felt like I did something wrong, you know? And that's nobody's fault, not even mine. So I'm glad that I have a supportive family though, because, you know, over time I just slowly started to gain a healthy amount of weight and I was fine. I've always been fine. I was just like a little bit underweight. I was never severely underweight or anything. But um when I started to actually gain a little bit of weight when I was in junior high, I actually it did stress me out a lot. I felt really insecure and then I tried to just like let it go but I did think about it a lot because it was just such a change and I just thought I was ugly and not beautiful and I was scared that I would go off the rails and become overweight and I didn't but I also started getting severe acne all over my face, and it was just, like, a tough time. And my body's changing, none of my clothes fit, I don't like the way I look in anything. My skin is so bad, like, I had so many insecurities on a daily basis. I barely left the house without crying in junior high, and I just started, like, embodying, like, fake it till you make it and truly that is what got me through it all. I like never wanted to make eye contact with anybody, but I slowly started to gain more confidence and I started just like talking to people. I didn't care if I had acne. I would really try to put myself out there and it definitely helped. Because truly no one cares what you think, but I know that when you're in junior high and high school and people make comments or people say something or you just in general care what people think, it feels like the end of the world because you're in such a tight-knit community. Everyone hears everything, and you feel like you'll never escape the drama. And I'm telling you, when you get into the real world, it doesn't matter because I've realized that everyone else is worried about what they look like, and no one is, like, looking at the person across from them thinking, oh, they look weird. They're thinking, I wonder if she thinks this looks weird, or if I look weird, or I wonder if she notices this thing that I'm insecure about. And I guarantee you, they don't. And the people that love you in your life don't care what you look like. And I'm sure you could say the same about people in your life. Like, I don't care what my mom looks like. I don't care what my dad looks like. I don't care what my brother looks like. They're my family, and I love them. If they had like the biggest pimple on their face, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't think of them any differently. If they gained a few pounds, lost a few pounds, I wouldn't care. I still love them the same. It doesn't change my perspective of them. And I probably wouldn't really notice because you just see them as them and they just see you as you. And I remember thinking, like I remember one time one of my friends had mentioned to me like, oh, I'm having such a bad skin day. My hair looks bad, whatever. And I was like, I genuinely did not notice that your skin's been breaking out. Or your hair doesn't look the same. You still look the exact same person to me. Like, not a single thing changed in my mind about you. But I know that feeling where you have a bad skin day and you have a bad hair day. And it genuinely affects you. Like, you genuinely go to school or work or whatever and you don't feel good. Because you're like, my skin is like totally breaking out. My hair is so whatever. I don't like the way this looks today. Like, you just have a list of things. And I get it. It's not good when you feel like nothing's working out for you, but I promise you, I bet no one notices that your hair is greasy or that your skin is breaking out because everyone is more concerned on themselves than they are on you, truly. And for me, my perspective of the way I looked at people and their bodies changed a lot after I watched, it's kind of silly, but this Amy Schumer movie called I Feel Pretty, and it's kind of a dumb movie, but the meaning behind it definitely stuck with me because the movie is basically like you know she's Amy Schumer like the person she looks like now like she's a little bit bigger and she's always like teasing herself about that like in movies and stuff but in the movie she's like you know insecure she's working like at this crappy job whatever she doesn't you know think she has all this potential and stuff she like went to a spin class and she hit her head and then when she woke up she thought that she was put into a new body like she thought that she was skinny and perfect and gorgeous the way she has always wanted to be and she tries to get that new job promotion that she wants she starts putting herself out there she starts falling in love she starts you know really moving up in life and then realizes she hit her head again that she looked the same the whole time and that nothing changed except the way she talked about herself and the way that she carried herself and the way that she had confidence in herself and people started to go along with it. Like, people started to just, like, you know, see her as that and no one really questioned it. I mean, I think a few people did in the show, but people were like, wow, she's got a lot of confidence and that's, like, really cool, you know? And it's so true. Like, I feel like there's so many celebrities to me that I don't find extremely attractive. And that's fine. Like, there is so many different people in the world and everyone has a different type and I feel like people with a big personality are so confident and that makes them more attractive for example this is a little controversial but like Pete Davidson I don't think that he is like the hottest man to walk the earth at all but I do think he's an, a good-looking guy. But I think his personality and the way he talks and the way he jokes around makes him so much more attractive than it would be if he didn't have a good personality. Or confidence. to would be himself. And, and same thing with, like, Jack Harlow. Like, that guy is a very confident man. And girls eat it up. And I don't think that he's unattractive. But I don't think that, like, if he was walking in the street that my head would turn. And if he was, like, not famous... I don't think my head would turn but it's the confidence that he has in himself and the way he carries himself that make him a thousand times more attractive and that's why people are obsessed with him that's just my two cents but your body is beautiful the way that it is and the way that you can have a better body image is by literally deleting social media for a month or two months because social media is so toxic And if you've been on it for a long time or years and you look at it every single day, you start to just like believe that that's how you should look. And that's, you start comparing and comparing and comparing. And truly at the end of the day, there's only one of you. And that is so beautiful in itself. And people find you so beautiful. More beautiful than you'll ever see yourself. Because apparently people find you 20% more attractive than you think. I think that's what i heard but to me that kind of opened my eyes and i was like wow i need to just like embrace myself and walk with confidence because i am beautiful i am gorgeous i am amazing the way that i am and people are seeing me 20 percent more attractive than that so own it and be yourself and be grateful for that because i always think like there is probably so many people out there that would kill to look like me which Sounds so conceited, but it's true like how many times have I thought that about someone else like I would kill to look like that And it's kind of sad because you don't want to spend your life wishing you look like somebody else But just be grateful basically for what you have because someone else is wishing that they have what you have I always give the example of like I feel like a lot of girls that have bigger boobs Always wish they had smaller boobs because they're just like they're annoying. They're whatever heavy hurt my back, whatever This is not the case for all women with big boobs. There's some women that have big boobs and love it. And I'm not like shaming anyone with big boobs. This is just a comparison. And then there's women with small boobs like myself that always wanted bigger boobs but have small boobs. And that's fine. And I used to feel so insecure about having small boobs. And now I embrace it because I'm like, you know what? They're kind of cute. They're definitely cute. They're cute. They're small. They fit lots of bras and i know women with like larger boobs have a hard time finding bras sometimes so i'm grateful that i am able to find bras that fit me i'm grateful that i can go braless all the time if i want to i'm grateful that i don't have back pain from it and i just feel like i this is like how i was meant to look like i don't think i would suit big boobs and i'm happy with the way that i look but i just got in the habit of like looking in the mirror and instead of looking at things that you automatically think you don't like i start to immediately retrain that thought and be like hey give me five things that you like right now it doesn't have to be something physical it could be something like about yourself or about your life but you could list five things you really like about yourself physically also and then every time you look in the mirror find something new that you like about yourself and then eventually it just becomes the same thing an automatic response but in a positive way you won't look in the mirror and automatically search for those negative qualities anymore because you are perfect the way you are and you don't need to putting yourself down and I like to practice body neutrality as well like I feel like when I was really struggling with the way I looked I like just couldn't stand to like look at myself in the mirror it makes me so sad now because I don't talk to myself like that anymore like I hated the way I looked and I never thought that I would get over it and now I just really try to treat myself with respect and I like look in the mirror and I'm like oh like got my cute little like bloated stomach or like my cellulite or my whatever and I love it. That's the way that I am. People love you for you. And I'm grateful for what my body can do for me. My body is able to move. My body is able to work out. My body is able to run, jump. I'm healthy and I'm strong. And that is amazing. And there's so many people that can't walk, can't run, can't jump, can't work out. They are not healthy so just be grateful for what your body is doing for you and what it can do for you rather than how it looks because at the end of the day you are not your looks you are your soul and beauty is truly from the inside out if you are a amazing kind person that radiates out and people can see that and people can sense that so just be you embrace who you are and the right people that are meant to be in your life will be and they will love you for whatever you look like so that's what i would say just embrace it you're beautiful you're amazing and that's that okay next question what are your favorite ways to have a mental detox this is a good one i feel like everyone needs a mental detox at the end of every day (laughs) um for me I love to just listen to music and do nothing. Go for a walk to the park and read or journal is like one of my favorite things to do. Um, go to the gym or run and just like blow off steam. It is so therapeutic. Journal and like literally write out every single thing that is on my mind. And write it out knowing that only you will read it because i feel like a lot of times i used to journal and i wouldn't be honest because i was like someone might read it no one's gonna read your journal and you have the freedom and you need to allow yourself to just completely write out everything you need to let out and then you can breathe normally and you can relax and your mind can relax and you don't have a to-do list floating around in your head that you're trying to scramble together it's all written on paper and now you can go to sleep you can relax the way you deserve to at the end of the night also reading a relaxing book and having a bath like top-notch mental detox tasks or self-care habits okay next question we're nearing the end of this episode i know it's getting a little bit long um okay who do you want to be in 10 years i really like this question because it's not like what do you want to do in 10 years or where do you want to be in 10 years it's who do you want to be in 10 years as a person who do you want to be I want to be a person that fully embraces who I am. Like, to the core, I am who I am. And I want to be one of those people that other people are like, wow, I am awed by her. And I want to be there for other people. I want to be so strong mentally and emotionally. And just, like, know completely that, like, everything is going to be amazing and fine. And I will get through it anyway hurdles or obstacles and that I just want to live life to the fullest. I want to be like completely secure and where I am at whatever point I am in life because at that point I'll be 31. That's a long time away. That's 10 years away and I want to have worked really hard to get past things I was struggling with in my 20s. I want to move on to a new chapter in my life but who do I want to be is someone that others look up to and to for advice and motivation and as a bright light at the end of a tunnel I want to be that positive shining light in other people's lives and impact people in a positive way that's like the person that I want to be and I want to be like a good wife and mom hopefully by that time I feel like I won't want to start having kids until like I'm 30 because I want to do everything in my 20s and I always thought that I wanted to have kids really young but I don't think I want that anymore like I just want to be young for as long as I can and start businesses really push my career and push myself to like I don't know places I never thought I could go I want to travel the world and I want to be a bad bitch before I'm a bad (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that I wasn't gonna say bad mom because I don't want to be a bad mom but I just want to be a bad bitch before I'm a mom you know While still being a bad bitch. Because you can do both. And mothers are bad bitches. (laughs) I have no idea why I said that. To embrace it. And I believe that, you know. Okay, anyway, moving on to the next question. What does independence mean to you? Okay, independence to me, I feel like, is what you have to learn how to figure out. When you become an adult and live on your own. You have to figure out adulthood and that is independence all on its own like it's figuring out what you want your life to be and that's the very beginning stages like that's like before you even graduate like in high school and you need to start figuring out your individual passions in life or things that bring you joy and start to like kind of close in on those things that you enjoy doing and hopefully make a career out of something like that that you enjoy. I think independence means learning how to be alone as well. Learning how to do things on your own and how to accept loneliness because I think in your 20s you start to realize that people are not permanent in your life and that people come and go and that's a tough thing to accept at a young age because you just want to believe that everybody you trust will be there for you forever and you know it's a downer but it's not true and that's not the reality and that The only person ever, at the end of the day, that is always going to be there for you is yourself. So you have to do what you need to do to be happy and be comfortable being alone. And that doesn't mean you need to be alone all the time. Everyone needs people in their life, but you need to, you know, learn and accept being alone is a part of life. And you can start to actually truly enjoy being alone and having that quiet time for yourself, even though you wish people were with you and that's okay especially for an extra extroverted person you might be one of those people that always needs someone around or wants someone around and i can understand that i definitely like my alone time but living on your own is definitely lonely and you have to come to terms with that be okay with that but independence is definitely just yeah learning how to navigate Have times on your own, being alone, and making the calls for yourself. No one else can make the decisions for you. So making big decisions for your future, basically. I think that's what independence means to me. And it's not easy either. I feel like my first piece of independence was my car. My red Honda Civic Mavis, one of my greatest gifts (laughs) in life. I loved her. I think about her a lot she is no longer my car unfortunately she just had some high kilometers nothing wrong with it but i sold her and my new car frankie is still pretty good but having a car having your license is a huge freedom and independence that i'm very grateful for but with that being said, I think that's literally all the questions. I had so many questions this, this episode, and I'm so happy about it. Thank you to everyone that asked a question. I really appreciate it. Let me just double check that I don't have another question. All right, that's actually all the questions. I had so much fun on today's episode. I feel like it was an informative one. I hope that it makes sense. <laughs> I always say that, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm so grateful for all my listeners, and I look forward to next week. I'm trying to get into a consistent posting schedule as far as my podcast goes, but right now my schedule is kind of all over the place, so I'm just trying to record and post when I can, but the goal is to post either like on mondays or wednesdays or sometime during the week but honestly i'm posting this on a saturday so i don't know no sunday is yeah i'm gonna try to be more consistent i promise i love you guys have a great rest of your night i'm going to sleep now because it's literally 12 a.m and it is bedtime for me so love you guys bye